are listening to the Cleveland Guardians FanCast, hosted by Quincy Wheeler and Friends, a podcast about the Cleveland professional baseball team and its fans. Welcome to the Guardians party line. It's a party for once. The Guardians just walked off the Oakland Athletics. Yay. <laughs> Always with Mike and his enthusiasm leading us. The Oakland Athletics, that juggernaut, we've taken them out. And extras. I, I mean, you couldn't really script it any better for the Oakland A's that all of their pitchers that have like five to six walks per nine, throw two thirds of their pitches for strikes in one game and they still lose. Like everything went right and it still went wrong, but I'm really glad Cleveland pulled this one out. I needed this for me personally. So thank you guys. You want to know what I needed personally? So Hemi had that beautiful walk off, but to turn it back to the Jays, Ernie Clement, MVP of the game last night, he came in and pitched Today, he had a pinch hit single and RBI. Um, so now everybody loves Ernie. And I'm like, you guys hated me last year. So it's nice that everybody can have fun now, I guess. <laughs> uh, Allie, you were saying that. T- t- tell us again about uh, the jersey at the end of the game. Tell me about that again. Oh, in the post game interview, Andre was. J- finishing up interviewing him and he said, you know, what's cool. There's a kid right over there wearing your Jersey. How cool is that? And him, just looked at him and smiled and it was the cutest thing ever. And he said, you know, we do it for them. I'm glad he's here. We do it for them and we love them. Oh, that is so cute. The perfect guy to extend. I know. I'm so proud. I've still got, I've still got some more, um, bookmark tweets of people giving up on Jimenez that I'll circle oh back to. Gosh, those were insane. <laughs> Even the ones that send him down. Like, you guys, it's uh April 2nd. Let's let's chill out. <laughs> I, I love I love the bookmark feature. So people sometimes use it on me and I always love it. I love it when people find this stuff and they use it on me. I just think it's hilarious. I don't like when they use it when I post pictures of myself. No, yeah, we, we live issue. different lives, Quincy. We just have different situations and different things <laughs> okay, that happen when I mean, we're obviously getting bookmarks. People can, do things, people can do things in a mean way, but if it's like, hey, look at this dumb baseball take you had. Look how that turned out. I always think it's funny. I love doing I'm it to Twins to learn. fans. Yeah, like how much of a bonehead are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Um, yeah, I mean, people people can do it in a mean way, obviously. If somebody's doing it in a mean way, that's not good. I, I never try to do it to say, like, hey, you don't know ball. I just I just always, I try to point out that people shouldn't you shouldn't give up on people in baseball because they have a bad month or two. Baseball is a weird sport, it takes a while. And sometimes exactly. you need to make a peep. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes you just peep. <laughs> It's just we we have a different experience as as folks um, than other folks, and and sometimes <laughs> that's all that matters. Sometimes well, yeah. some of us are more credible than others. <laughs> it's we true. We have to be concerned of our credit our credibility. Yeah, and Greg. some of us are more realistic than others too. 
And we have oh. to you know, realize that if we are being silly geese, how that might reflect on the fan base and the players themselves. Might be worried. Our big <laughs> our big question is how come we can't hear Greg? Greg, poor Greg is muted. He's just he's just a, a mime on a podcast. Flustered. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know. It, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like what could I do to oh anyway, okay guys. So what else? What else about this game while I try to figure out how we can hear from Greg? Um so yeah, they didn't they decided not to really bother hitting the ball till a little bit later in the game. They sometimes yeah. do that. It's it's a thing. Savali looked good. Yeah. He did. I don't I don't know why you give up a home run to Tony Kemp. That seems like an odd know. thing to do. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. I'm I'm not sure that's something people do that people really conceive of. Did we give up his other one too? I feel like we did. I think so. I, I would check out. <laughs> I, I, yeah, Ooh, Brent Rooker, <laughs> you want to be a guardian so bad. Ooh, yeah, Brent Ooh, Rooker, elite, elite Twitter user, having some trouble with plate discipline and Twitter <laughs> discipline. But I approve of the trouble with Twitter discipline, I, I very much enjoy it. Continue it, Brent. <laughs> not Tony Soprano. <laughs> no, no, we did not give up his first home run. That was John Gray of the Texas Rangers, who's also a pretty good pitcher. So, Aaron. Don't feel too bad. I know that Kemp had a game or two that were pretty darn good against us, and the A's won one of them. Yeah, he walked us off. Ah, is that what it was? Yeah, he walked us off on the single with uh, the Karen Jack game. Good times. (laughs) (laughs) The way she said that. Um, Yeah, I saw Karen Karen Jack. He's pit, he pitched for the Clippers a little bit lately, right? Because I, I he did like he two pitching. innings. Yeah, he got Max. like pitcher. He got like relief pitcher of the week in AAA. I'm sure that'll take up a big space on his uh, shelf, trophy wise. I just wonder because obviously he had some command issues because the walks were insane. And like the other day, I checked, and aside from Class A, even since being sent down, he has still played more than all of our other relievers, which is like <laughs> insane. Like, come on now. But I wonder because he apparently, Hammy said he didn't take being sent down very well. And I don't think realized how that's affecting the team. So I wonder if it's also a uh, let's work on the attitude a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder. It does kind of seem that way. Um, I had listened to an episode of Talking Baseball the week that he got sent down, and they were, like, shocked that he was sent down, and they were like, Guardians fans, can you explain this? I saw that, and we're like, did you not look at his walk rate? I have not seen (laughs) his numbers. I have not seen his numbers, but I, him pitching has been an awful experience all year. How, how is it hard to understand? I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, and like even if, when he was good, like he he could come out, strike out the side. You never knew if he was gonna do that, and he would be put in like any situation, even if it was like okay, but he hasn't proven to be consistent enough to be in that situation. And as soon as you think he's figuring it out, then he goes and walks like three batters again. It was like and- also whenever he had inherited runners, they would feel it felt like they were basically going to come around to score. Well, there like was no I said, in addition. So Sam loaded the bases 
wait, I should start the other way around. Karen Check loaded the bases on walks, and Sam came in and wouldn't let a single run score. Sam loaded the bases on walks, and Karen Check let every run score. Why? Because Sam's a lefty, and he, Karen Check does not like lefties. Oh my god, wait, it took a minute. <laughs> so much for the tolerant left. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, I, 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 I see where we, uh, where we end up with that. You know, I have some sympathy for Tito about the whole Karen check thing, because it's one of those Tito times, shirt. it's one of those times where I can see that the man does understand analytics because Karen checks high strikeout rate should make him the kind of guy that you want to bring in to a variety of situations because he can get you that strikeout, and Tito knows that that's what he you know, that's the most valuable commodity in a reliever is the guy can get you a strikeout. And so it just took Tito a while to decide, okay, this guy can't throw strikes. And when he throws his fastball, it gets hit to the moon. Uh, and once, once he figured that out was the case, then, then he stopped doing it. But I think I have some sympathy for how he did it for a while. There are other situations where the organization writ large, maybe doesn't get a lot of sympathy for me. Um, but I probably can't talk about that because Bo Naylor's 0 for 9, so he's obviously a scrub and he needs to go back to AAA immediately. I don't he's know a what quadruple we were A player. I kind of oh, can't yeah. believe that we let Mike Zanino go without knowing what we had in Bo Naylor first. And now that we've seen it for three days, I don't want to see anymore. I, I mean, how could Listen, you want to see more? Of, of... I know you're being sarcastic, but it's the fact that there are actually people out there who are like saying that and they're dead serious. It's incredible. You really could not do a person more dirty than people are doing Bo Naylor right now. Like, give him a moment. He's really trying too hard up there. Yeah. That's the thing people give up on him. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, Bo, I was going to say when Naylor, can't say that. (laughs) When Bo had his catcher interference and the next ball was immediately right to Josh for the double play. He's like, I got you that. So cute. (laughs) <laughs> I do so wholesome. I worry pro- about Bo Naylor a little bit. Like mentally, is he okay? Did we do this to him? Like I hope he knows it's fine and we don't care. And there I were mean, people saying that we were gonna do that to him. Well, if you're expecting him to be the MVP, to be the savior, it's like, no, we're not expecting that. We just wanted a step up from Zanino. And that's we have to be patient, but that's what we're getting from a 23-year-old catcher. You have to remember, at the end of the game, he can go over and talk to his brother, who will say, hey, Noah, stop sucking. (laughs) I I mean, that's exactly what Josh Taylor will say. Well, and remember how bad Josh was at the beginning of the year? There are people giving up on Josh. And then they'll (laughs) laugh, and they'll go get dinner, and then they'll come back to the ballpark the next day. I'm just saying, that's, that's how it always is with, with your your brothers and stuff you know he'll be fine he'll be fine we all know it, it's just and we'll probably one of these games he's gonna come out and hit like three go three for four with a homer and then everybody will be like he's the best catcher i can't wait to see josh's reaction to his first hit yeah, he's yeah on base. whenever the camera cuts to the dugout i try to watch him it looks like they don't talk at all like, it looks like they're avoiding each other in there. And I think Josh is still being weird about it. Like, well, you know, I remember 
when he was called up last season, Josh was like, well, I don't want to get excited and scare him, but I also don't want to be nervous and make him nervous. So he's just <laughs> doing all of that at once now. <laughs> the growing pains, guys. This is what we're really trying to work out at the major league level. I'm sure once they, once he gets his first hit, everybody will relax a little bit. Hey guys, Gavin Williams is pitching tomorrow for the Ooh. Guardians. Woo! We don't talk about why we need him, but it's great yeah. that once we did need another starter, he's um, the guy I got to call up. I don't Come think on. I'm going to get to watch it, so I hope it's so fun and everyone keeps me in the loop. What'll be nice is with Bo up here, he's been with Bo all season, so there you go. Is it a day game? No, Thursday it's seven is. times start. Allie is scared. <laughs> what do you say? You scared me saying you weren't going to be able to watch it. I assumed it was a day game. No, no, no. I just I have a thing. I have a, I have a conference all weekend. I'm going to be doing work things, dinners, thing, networking, all uh, that. Yeah. All yeah. Wanting and dining. I got it. Hey, yeah. Greg, can you hear me? Yeah. I can yeah. hear you. Ah, we've got Greg on a car phone. Greg, what do you think about the Guardians win tonight? <laughs> well, everyone's welcome. I switched places at two nothing. It was and it was literally I got out to the garage with my laptop. Literally the minute that um, Rosario uh, hit the hit in the first run, and then Jose hit in the other one. So I am here two four. Going to be sitting out in the garage for every game now. <laughs> It you're, sounds like you're, you're doing like a radio call-in, so this sounds like really professional. <laughs> that's, that's what I said. Greg got a car phone, but that's right. But of course, <laughs> yeah, and of course they would have. They it's would've... so funny. It's so funny. I can hear all of you, and you can see me on the video, but it's but it's not. It's not for whatever reason. It's not on mute. I promise. I'm not. I'm not Greg Cody. Um. <laughs> so. Uh, love a chart show fans will get that reference. Yeah, I uh maybe I can walk you through it next time, uh, Gramps, but we'll see. It's good that you were able to join us on on the phone at least. That's that's a great thing. Um, brutal. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg. I could I could do that. Uh so yep. we uh we uh had quite a, a experience today of seeing uh uh Jimenez do his thing and Jose do his thing. I want to note that uh somebody i've had variety of people tell me that jose is going to have to move to dh or that jose is going to have to go to left field even that would require and tyler playing third <laughs> regularly people need to go back and watch the film of this game and recognize that jose is a lot closer to winning a gold glove than he is to going to dh or left field yes he should like, also be an all-star mm-hmm. <laughs> he had Three sensational plays. One that I don't know. I don't know what the analytics will say, but one that might have been like a five-star type play. But um, and then also some other good plays. He uh, is leading the American League uh, in third baseman WAR according to Fangraphs. So best third baseman in the American League, and he hasn't really had that great of a first half by his standards. So Quincy, I think this is a new development because I don't remember this particular stat being this high for Jose, but would you guess your ballpark is out above average right now? 
Oh yeah. Well, I did, I did work on that for covering the corner a little bit ago. Um, so what was it when you, uh, when you last saw, uh, I try to think, cause I know that he was, he was, uh, I think he was third in third in the league in an OAA for, uh, for third baseman. So mm-hmm. probably would have been like three or four. Yeah, he's um 96th percentile on uh, baseball savant. Yeah. So like that's that excellent. Right. And the arm strength's not there, but the arm strength's never really been there. He's just super accurate and very quick. Yes. Except for yeah. Brooks Robinson didn't have a very good arm either. He just got everything. Yeah, he got everything and he had a quick release. That's what he himself said. That's what that's what I think that's what Jose has. He's really quick to get rid of the ball. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. I, I did. I did really enjoy the one. I don't know if you guys saw the one where it was kind of one of those in betweeners between Jose and Ahmed, where Ahmed would maybe have to come in, and Jose's like, "No, no, no, I got this, bestie. I got it. Uh, let me get this over there for you." <laughs> <laughs> what best friends do? <laughs> he would always, if there was like a pop up, even if it was like behind the plate, he'd be like, "No, no, no Zanino, I got it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's leadership. <laughs> My favorite thing, though, um, while Miles Straw is still in center field, I like watching Quan and Brennan grow because you saw the beginning of last season, now beginning of this season, where Straw will like let them take more because at the beginning of this season he was taking more balls that were too right, and now he's like, nah, well, you come over here, you take that. It's just it's nice to see that we have some elite defense out there, and there are yeah. a lot of plays like. One of our hits today was like, oh, we thought, you know, that would have been caught because we're so used to Quan making elite plays. But what the hell? Seth Brown had no business diving for that ball whatsoever. Oh, Chris Manning is correct. Then Hosey had an elite play. Like the next inning was like, this is how you play third base. That, that right. was such a fascinating play from Seth Brown. I was saying this in our chat because I, I think if you go back and watch it, he had a great read on it from the beginning. But then. He had a second where he just was like, wait, what, what, maybe, well, nope, maybe I'm, and then he realized, no, no, what I was doing at first was right. I need to come in. And in that moment, he decided to die for it. And I feel like I could read inside his mind at that point. And he was like, oh, I had a great read and I would have caught this ball. So now I'm going to make up for it by making a diving play. And that was a really bad decision. Um, yeah. Well, that's leadership. the interesting thing is, Go ahead. Go ahead, Greg. It's much more important. <laughs> I, 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 no, I was just, I was just saying it's, um, you know, if, if they had been playing normal defense, it would have just been right at him. He probably would probably wouldn't have even had to move. Yeah. And then I think Quincy, I think Quincy, that was a good, um, that was kind of a good way of describing it now that I'm thinking about it. So. Yes, you're um, you're definitely above the um, the Ahmed Rosario level on outs above average in your analysis, as he is in the first percentile, which oh, is why Jose Ramirez cuts him off when the ball is coming to him. Wouldn't it be cool if like um, anybody on our bench could play shortstop? What if our second baseman? Hear me out. What if he was really a shortstop? Yeah, Ahmed hit pretty well today, everybody. He so. Yeah, he, he, he was kind of it, well, he was kind of a big deal today. So we have to make a peep about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's gonna start until August 15th now. Well, 
have have any of us listened to this week's Selby cast yet? Where it was, it's like they were saying, TJ and Zach are just like, well, even even when Ahmed has all these, you know, three and four hit games, it's like, what are, it's it's okay. It was good tonight. We got the win, but it's like, what are we accomplishing? Because he's <laughs> yeah. not going to be here. Hopefully, <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. I I do wonder. Yeah, I I do wonder how best to handle. I, there are things that that get me about Ahmed in a lot of ways. Okay, so first of all, yes, I would love to see our shortstops, Arias and Freeman and Rokio. I'd love to see them and see what they're capable of for the future because Ahmed's not going to be here. For the rest of the season, I do think there's a chance that the guy is going to is going to hit pretty well because I feel like he's going to yeah. end up around 100 WRC plus because he almost always is, and that means he's got a lot of hitting to do. And the weather's also, warming up. Also, when I looked at his defensive issues, his big defensive issues this year so far have been coming in on balls, and that isn't mm-hmm. something that he's had an issue with his whole career. And then I went back and looked at several of, I, I went back and looked at all the errors and all the infield hits hit to Ahmed, And most of them are him just not getting the ball out of his glove. And I that's feel right like that's, I, I feel like that's not going to be that bad the rest of the year. Um, now I could be wrong about that, but I, I don't think that his whole career, he's had trouble just like losing the ball in his glove. It's happened, but I don't think that it's been as bad as it's no. been. So I do think that he has a chance at putting up a pretty good season. And I hope the Boston Red Sox have listened to everything I just said. They yeah, won. We know you won 10 to four. We don't care. You need a shortstop. We've decided. Here's the better Zario. Who's another one? The Marlins? Uh, the Angels? The Marlins need another player. person playing out of position in their weird infield where Gene Segura <laughs> is playing third base. Uh, the, the Angels lost Nito. Sounds like he might be out for a while. Or Neto. How do you say it? it's like how Nito sounds sounds cooler um do you believe Ahmed's hitting 323 with runners in scoring position I can't it's fake they showed it on the tv like during post game and they also said I think he's hitting like 400 like 500 with runners in scoring position and two outs so maybe like (laughs) yeah he's nine for 18 propaganda yeah that. Makes no sense. Maybe we should Why? just like, put him up with run- two outs and runners in scoring position. Yeah, that's my worst nightmare. Please don't do that, actually. <laughs> like, it's bound to regress at some point. You're going to get that 10th percentile <laughs> chase rate that I'm unfortunately staring at the blueberry. But oak. the weather is getting warmer. <laughs> like, it was sarcasm. Of I can't Cleveland is notorious that. for being warm in October. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah. Well, Jimmy did say that in his post-game interview today, that the warm weather is helping them. And I don't know if he meant that or if somebody coached him to say it. <laughs> Points. Ahmed Rosario is like, please tell them how nice the warm weather is. I And I hope that I hope that sweet boy doesn't get in his head that he can't hit in the cold because that's the last thing we need. <laughs> oh, boy. He hit fine in the cold last year. He we don't have to worry about the, the nailers. We should. No. They're Canadian. They're Take the baseball on skates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, they need to draft uh, a third one. Yeah. Yeah. He was invited yes. to the combine. So I saw him on MLB Network. Yeah. 
I don't think he'll be a first deep, but that's okay. Uh, Tom Hamilton said that in his scouring of the mock drafts, he couldn't find anyone taking him in the first round. And if Tom Hamilton hasn't seen it, yeah. But we, <laughs> our organization should have their eyes. I, I heard him talk about that too, Mike. And he's like, and I, I don't want to disrespect people who make mock drafts, but I don't really know how much they know. I mean, how yeah, often like, are they accurate about it? I don't know. I just don't know. Cammy's <laughs> an icon. The other day, um, when the power went out, yes. he was like, either the powers went out or I am leaving. <laughs> no, he said, yes, I'm he saying said, farewell. Or I'm saying farewell. And it was the way he said farewell that was just abs- that that moment. Again, like if people say that Jose needs to move to DH, show him the clip of this game, the film from this game. If people say that Hammy's not great, show them that clip and how he says farewell, because he was like, or I'm saying farewell. <laughs> his, his voice like cracked a little bit. Uh, it was great. I wish I heard the recording of it. I saw that. I'm like, gotta be out there somewhere. It is. Yeah. If I find it, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, guys, uh, I feel like this is a super important stretch for the Guardians. They've got 18 games now before the All Star break. They have seven of those games against the Royals, two more against the A's. They have three against the Cubs in that stretch. And they play the Brewers and the Braves. Braves are pretty good. The Brewers are an NL Central team. So, all right. (laughs) But um, I think this is a pretty big stretch for them. Uh, I think if they can win 12 of these next 18, uh, then I think things are pretty exciting. and I think if they win 11, then they're probably still in pretty darn good shape because that puts them at 500. Uh, any thoughts on this coming up? I will be there, I'll be there Friday and probably Saturday. So they've got me on their side. The AL Central is so bad, Quincy. Like, this shouldn't be legal. This shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> We're having a mid-off. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> My favorite part was... The Red Sox are in last place in the AL East, and they have a winning record, and they have a better record than the Twins. And And they're not just, like, it's not just that they have a better record than the Twins. They're currently demolishing the Twins at home in this series. Like, it's they haven't been close. I watched the Twins game yesterday, and I just got, like, embarrassed because they're so bad. And I'm like, you guys, we're better than this. I know, I know, I know. That that actually is the frustrating thing because we're every time that I now. every time that I watch these AL Central teams, I'm like, we're so much better than these teams. And then I look at the standings and like, wait, why why are we not? Why are we not? I do think the offense yeah. has been better, and tonight was kind of bad, but we still yeah. won, and that's cool. Yeah. Like so, last year, yes, a little bit. Win. Yep. Last year we had some games where like we did nothing like the first six. Ings, and then I'd like I'd come home from the gym and turn the game on the seventh and I managed to somehow scavenge like six runs or something. They didn't make it. Yeah, kids. What's yeah, that? I, can't. I Maybe called them the Guardia kids. <laughs> nice Guardia kids from a list. Allie, what did you say? I said, Peyton, maybe it's you. They need you watching to score. There you it go. Like that. Like, like I turned the game on right after the bottom of the first, and of course, like. We got that double. Peyton needs to watch. Greg needs to go in the garage. Um, <laughs> and yeah, 
And I agree about like with Jose, like I don't understand. That's why like I've never understood people talking about moving. I'm like, are you not watching the high test? Yeah. His reactions yeah. are still so good. Yeah. Um, like, it feels like every every week there's at least two web gems. Yeah, I think he could still play second base. He just doesn't want to. He's kind of filled out yeah, his body for more of a third base role, I think. He, he's still fast enough. His arm plays better yeah. at second base. I don't think that there will be a big deal there. I just think that he'd be more suspect to injuries because he got to range a little more. I agree. I agree. I He he for sure could. I just think it gives you I, – I think it gives you the ability to say, hey, I can add on a little more weight, which helps you kind of stay – where you need to be throughout the season because it really yeah. wears on you to be a third base. That's why I like him there. No, and yeah. he's like Juan Uribe, which is always nice when you can be like Juan Uribe. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about him. Juan Uribe. I hated him when he was on the White Sox. That's um, how you know he was good. Yeah. Right. Right. Back when the Sox were actually a decent team. No, I was geez. waiting for the rest of the AL Central to show up. <laughs> They're talking well, about firing their manager again. I saw that. That would be ridiculous. Like you, you got to give him at least a couple of years. To, and it's not his fault that the roster looks the way it does. Exactly. You know, like fire Ollie Marmol in St. Louis. Sure, whatever. You know, I, I that, guess is that his first year or his second year, Ollie? He was an interim last year, I think, uh, after they fired Mike yeah. Schilt in the middle of the season. Um, mm-hmm. something around that time and then yeah he he took it and ran with it right into the ground my favorite was when it, we did bad like two series against the white Sox, and we're like okay well it's only may and we know that by september the white Sox will have a losing record we'll be well ahead of them and they have no bright future to look forward to <laughs> that, the same way with out. Same way with that guy, a Tigers fan of my replies, who bet me a thousand dollars. Why didn't you agree to it? Or wanted to bet me a thousand dollars. You should. I know. I should. I should. What a time! They got four more years of Andrew Benintendi on the richest free agent contract in team history. That's insane. He hit one home run. It is June. Maybe that's what we need to do to get a Miles Straw home run is give him the largest contract in team history. Andrew Benintendi has more home runs in a full season of play than Miles Straw has his, like, in his entire career. So for him to have one home run, what are you doing? Yeah, that, What's happening? That contract made, made me cringe and it makes me cringe even more right now. I, you know, people talk. Holy bro. Go ahead, Greg. No, I was saying it's truly breathtaking how they took a roster that was in 2020, at the end of 2020, so full promise, like just tons of talent, a fun team, and they just they they just torched it, absolutely <laughs> torched it with like first hiring his pal LaRusso. Like, I'm sorry that I let you go 40 years ago Denial. and you became one of the best managers ever, and it was like. It's just, he, was he just brings him out of mothballs. He was senile and he was falling asleep in the dugout. You know, it was, it was, and, and, and he, you think that guy is going to be able to, you know, relate to a bunch of, you know, a bunch of bat flipping, you know, players of color on his roster that, you know, are interested in having fun. 
it's just it was it was it was incredible how that just absolutely torched everything and now they can't get it back i think that the one game last year they had a slower like runner on and it was either like uh it was in like later innings yeah and the whole crowd is chanting like pinch runner (laughs) and it it took all of that for him to be like oh i should probably do that I don't know if it's more embarrassing that he let the crowd do that to him or that he needed the crowd to do that for him. I just think it's so bad that this guy came in and everyone understood he was a hard ass. And immediately before he started, like, you know, trying to be credible with them, he got a DUI again. Like, yeah, he immediately undercut himself. And then, like, as decisions unravel in front of him, you know, they basically had no reason to trust him. Like, yeah, you're, you're washed, buddy. So, like, it was just bad from the beginning. Speaking of trust and wash, who has, which has more issues? Oh, my God. I just, I just love my screen of thought. <laughs> Someone's washed. Okay. Uh... Tim Anderson off the field or Tim Anderson on the field? Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. That's the no contest. stuff upsets me because I really did think he was an exciting player and good for baseball. Oh, he was good I don't care season. about his defense. It's not great. But I really liked Tim Anderson, and now he's being an idiot. And I'm upset, and I feel bad for his wife. Yeah, yeah it's sure. not a contest. It's off the field all the way. That is dirty laundry you don't want in public, and he's putting it out there on purpose. Like, no, you, you cannot take yeah. pictures with the side piece. Yeah. Why are you doing this? What is wrong with you? Yeah, I think Every- it, the, the point where I decided, I always liked him, Anderson, too, but when he made those errors and then flipped off the crowd in Cleveland, I was like, eh, I think I'm I done forgot with him, about Anderson. That. I, oh, yeah. I realize, I realize, oh yeah, okay, whatever. I, I get it. But I was just like, all right, all right. If you're gonna, if that's how you're gonna respond when people are heckling you for doing things that absolutely deserve heckling, um, and yeah. it's gonna be my my friends and family, then no, then I'm not gonna be a Tim Anderson fan. So I, I'm glad, I'm kind of glad to see that uh, my my decision there turned out okay. Sorry, Mrs. <laughs> Liam Anderson. Hendricks deserves a better team. Yes. Love that dude. He might get one. <laughs> So does Tuki Tucson. Did you guys see? Yeah, Tuki Tucson definitely deserves a better team. Oh, should I say waivers. his name? So everybody can hear oh, yeah, how please. I say his name? Yes, Tuki Tucson. Nice. That's so French. Um, the White Sox, I saw a, a report that they have seven players who want to be traded. It was a funny article because they were like, they're not demanding a trade. They're just letting it be known that if the White Sox start trading people, they hope they're the first ones out the door. <laughs> it'd be cool if you did, you know. Like, I'm not saying you have to, but it'd be really cool if you did. If, if I you would hate rooting for a team for like that. Months, all right, but if, if I could try a different spot, I'll do it. It's funny. Uh, I'm going to spend the rest of the season trying to guess which seven. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Wait, if, seven? You, if you I find seven? the article. Yeah, if I find the article. Anderson's number is seven? The artist, not the artist. Benintendi. For bear. That's the true. Artist. But he's like 25. Like, no, the artic- and he's on a seven year deal. Like, I, I don't think guessed, there's any leverage there. The article guessed what seven it was. I'll see if I can find it for you. Um, <laughs> personally, I'm hoping, I, I'm hoping, hoping, I'm hoping that it uh, would might be Eloy Jimenez. I'd like to maybe see if there's something there. Brian Shaw. Like him, but oh, is Brian Shaw still there? No, Brad, he's in there. I thought he's in their organizations. He Brad might Charles. be in Charlotte. Oh, is he? 
I figured he'd be in Cancun at this point. <laughs> I wouldn't uh, be, be in Charlotte, North Felix, Carolina. Um, profile picture was like uh, Shaw with like a beach in the background and the yes, shades. Yes. Where <laughs> do you think? Retirement. But where do you think Shaw would vacation? Where would he Cleveland. vacation? This is this is how <laughs> this is how we're in the podcast today. Um, Spencer Strider said his favorite vacation spot is Cleveland. So oh, I would like yeah. to thank Brian Shaw. Hashtag he gets us. <laughs> we need Guardian. Strider. He needs well, to be a guardian. <laughs> he had a Bernie Sanders club that he started in college. Get him here. Uh-huh. So, yes. Quincy, theoretically, um, if if I'm answering the question you asked, yeah. um, uh, Brian Shaw vacations on his ranch with his steer named Big Tito. <laughs> the only answer. You know, I think I, I'm saying for a while. I haven't heard anybody say Big Tito for a while. I wasn't sure where it was going. Well, Big Tito... Terry Francona described the oxes or the steer as looking like Big Tito. So obviously it's, you know, it's chonky boy. <laughs> chonky boy. Uh, I, I do like it. I'm trying to think of where else I I feel like, you know, here's the thing. I feel like Brian Shaw, you'd run into him like, I don't know, maybe like if you, if you end up on a work trip in Portland and you walked into like a, like a coffee shop slash speakeasy. Like if they have speakeasy coffee shops, like where nobody's really supposed to end up like by accident, I guess that he'd be in there with his big beard. I feel like if he wasn't in gear, would you recognize him? Would you be like, Oh my gosh, that's Brian Shaw. Oh, I think I would. I think I would. Yeah. So, you know, it might just be a coffee shop. Like they have in Amsterdam where it's a coffee shop as part of the deal. And I don't know if it's legal out in Oregon, but, you know, maybe Washington, you know, maybe he's out of the co- uh, coffee shop uh, out there. Could you be. Seen Brian he looks, that, running he lo- he looks like that. I think he looks like that type. Well, I think he might be the type to like go on vacation and pick up a side hustle. Like he'd go to Thailand and become a fisherman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, too. that I can see for sure. He just never get out of the trappings of work. He would have he would have his favorite lure uh, like woven into his beard. I wish we got Tom's input on this because I know he'd like have an answer like he was waiting for somebody to ask this. Uh, yeah, uh, Tom, let us know if you listen to this. If anyone's listened this far into the podcast, let us know where you think Brian Shaw's vacationing. Thank you, everybody. Go Guardians. We got a walk-off win. It's not us, guys. We're not the reason they were two and nine on Tuesdays coming into tonight. So everybody most of the reason. (laughs) This has been the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. You can find us on any major podcast platform. Please remember to like, subscribe, download, rate, and review. Thank you for listening.